This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Don here along with Chip, and we are back for another episode of Sportscasters Anonymous. This is episode number 23, recorded on September 28th, 2020. Lots of sports. We got a lot of championships getting ready to be played. We had a wacky and wild football season. Chip, my man, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. The only thing I can say is that ties in football are the dumbest thing ever in sports. Ever. They make absolutely no sense to have a tie in football. Is this going to be one of those episodes, Chip? It's going to be very much those episodes. But anyways, no. Oh, Tell me if I'm wrong. There, there, it's it makes no sense to have a tie in football. Like in every other win loss sport that relies on your win loss record, there are no ties. Basketball, there's no ties. Baseball, there's no ties. Why is there a tie in football? Like it makes no sense. Like do a college football thing after the first overtime period or, or something like that. Don't don't have a tie. Like it is the most anticlimactic way to end a game and the most frustrating way to end a game like there has like it just like when there's ties in hockey or there's ties in like soccer or something like that they're point based so you get a point for tying you get something for the effort there's no point in tying in football well i mean it depends when you get uh further into the season that tie could be the make or break difference between in the playoffs and out of the playoffs it's it's no, it, I mean it, it, it to me so, it makes it, it's stupid. It's so dumb. what you're telling me for sixty minutes they beat the heck out of each other, then they go into overtime. So what you're telling me is you want some sort of finality to the game. You, yes. you want a final decision, not well. Both teams gave it their best, and uh, apparently it wasn't enough on either side. Correct. I want finality to the game. This is there's Fair this enough. is two weeks in a row that there have almost been two ties between teams. So last it? week it was it was the Chiefs game where they had to kick like a ridiculously long field goal to win the game, and this week there was a tie between the Eagles and the Bengals. Like they need to institute a rule that abolishes ties. Well, I guess we'll Hands see down. if that can get submitted to the rule committee for next season. <laughs> like, like I'm I'm sure at some point someone's gonna say like this this can't be going on because it it's just like like. It's the weirdest feeling to walk off and be like, we didn't win, we didn't lose, like we tied. Like it, it, it honestly, like after I watched the the Cincinnati Eagles game and they tied at the end of it, I just literally didn't know how to feel. I was angry that they didn't win, but I wasn't as angry if they had lost. And it was just the weirdest feeling ever. Because so I'm like, all right, well we're not zero and three. You're kind of there. Yeah. Well, like I. I guess if you're a player, you're upset because you beat the heck out of your body for 60 minutes plus, and you're like, you didn't gain anything, and you didn't lose anything. Yeah, I you don't know? know. It's like a mute point. <laughs> but anyways, um, so go into the contact us. So you guys can contact us at uh, my email, which is chip at randomchatter.com, 
or you can contact Don at his email, which is Don at randomchatter.com, or you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at sportcastanon, A-N-O-N. You can join us on Discord under Random Chatter, where there's sports and pop culture talk. You can support us on Patreon under Random Chatter, and you can certainly buy our stuff at randomchatter.com slash store. So as we uh, finish up the housekeeping there and ease our way into the NFL updates, I guess that was the first one on your mind, so we'll we'll scratch that one from the list of games to review. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean... That was the major thing from this weekend that I, I took away. Like, I, I honestly, like, after that that tie, like, I didn't watch most of the other games. I kind of checked them, highlights and stuff like that. But, like, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach watch it. Like, it was just such a weird feeling after that game. Right. But, um, well, um, so. Did you, there was, a, there was, there was some interesting games this week. There was a couple of games that I got a little vocal about. Um, my Buffalo Bills went into the halftime against the Rams, and it was like, this is a football team. It's in the bag. And then while I'm listening to the game, I hear uh, one of the commentators for Bills Radio go, well, they've had a great first half, but over the last couple weeks, and this is a big ongoing problem, Buffalo seems to have trouble with the third quarter. And you know how superstitious we get. I threw my arms up in there and went, thanks for cursing it. And Buffalo needed a last-minute touchdown and a couple of penalties to win the game. They gave up 29 points in the second half. They were up 14 to three going into the half and squeaked out the win. You guys were acting like the Falcons that blew a well, I think it was like a 16-point lead. Um, which, interesting enough, uh, I think one of the big news is that Mitch Trubisky got benched, and they brought in Nick Foles, and he brought them back to win it. Man, he lit the he, fire. That they rallied around him. Man, it was he had some great stats. I mean, it was a different football team once he took the field. Yeah, and uh, I think he fits their offense the way it's set up now a lot better than Mitch Trubisky does. Uh, Trubisky's not as accurate as Foles, but doesn't have necessarily the arm strength that Foles has. So mm-hmm. I think that buys into the team that the the Bears have. And it surprisingly enough, the Bears are 3-0. and And they have made a change at quarterback. Nick Foles is now their starter, which from what I understand, um, the Mitch Trubisky was more of the GM not wanting to put in a free agent, but wanting to put in the quarterback that they originally had drafted. And yeah, the coach well, I mean, did. it's on him. You know how that goes. Correct. It's on him. The, the, it's, so, not, it's not, I want to give the guy another chance. It's my head's on the block if this doesn't happen. Yeah, and I think that, so they put in Nick Foles. That was the coaching decision. Like, they had Mitch Trubisky on a very, very, very short leash. And as soon as he started showing some signs of, like, uh, not being able to handle the job or, or regression or – like ineptitude at the quarterback, they were like, nope, you're out, and just went yeah. from there. I mean, and I mean, it worked. Now, the question is, is when teams do this, sometimes it's a knee-jerk reaction. Coaches will tell you sometimes it's just trying to get that, that fire going in the team. So is this like a one-time thing where the team rallied up and said, yeah, we can do this, or, or do you think he is the answer? Because you and I have been dog and log before we started doing this show the last couple seasons on Trubisky. I mean, we've been dogging on him. We're like, you know, they want him to be the guy, but he is not the guy. 
And now I think we'll, I think we'll definitely see this week when whoever they play next week, I, whether Nick Foles comes out and leads them to victory, or um, you know they they lose because it's gonna it, it it's a lot easier as a backup quarterback to come in because the defense is not planned for for you your, for you yeah and it's a lot easier for you to come in and be like successful than it is um, for you to go in into a, a week where you, th- they can game plan for you. So, so when, you we'll come in, see. when you come in partway through the game, it's kind of like they got caught off guard. Now, now they got a week yeah. to see, see what works. So uh, yeah. let's, see, let's see what else we got. Um, one of our coworkers, I sent him some beautiful messages during our fantasy lineups. I said, Hey man, can your running back do anything for me? He's a Cowboys fan. And then I looked away from the screen for a while, went on doing what I was doing in the house, and went back and looked, and I'm like, now we have a football game. I'm like, I needed Zeke to get me points. I don't need Dallas to win. And I'll they t- blew it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The NFC East is awful. It's abysmal, our teams in the NFC East. Like, the fact that the Eagles are 0-2-1. And, and have their shot. Half a game at, half a game at division. first. It's just... <laughs> it's just it's bad that's just bad like i'm, I I'm believe, glad that i believe the term i used last week for that division was dumpster fire and i think i was being polite yeah i think you were because <laughs> I, the, through the first three weeks three weeks the, what i realized is the cowboys have no defense like i've been saying all the time their defense is probably the worst in the league the eagles have so many issues with their offense. It's not even funny. If it wasn't for our defense being as good as they've been, and they've been pretty mediocre, to be honest, like we would not have been in half the games that we were in or have done as well as we've done. Uh, and we haven't done well. So that shows it right there. The Redskins are. I think that's kind of the or, excuse surprise. Me, excuse me. Washington. I, I said it. Yes. I apologize. Washington. Yep, okay. <laughs> Washington is, is just Washington. They. They're going to be have their ups and downs. They don't really have a consistently good team. Um, they need some more star power, so they're they're going to be kind of average. Well, let, let's and be Giants, honest though. Giants are just bad. Let's be honest though on the Washington football team. You and I came into the season just saying they were going to be a train wreck, and so far, they don't appear to be the worst in the East. <laughs> they're not. Somebody else is wearing that hat. You know. Yeah, it would be the Giants. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so but uh, the uh, the uh, other the other surprise is uh is New Orleans, who was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, but they are not looking like it at all. They uh they lost another one to the Packers yesterday, which the Packers are a really good team, and that was a really good game, but they still did not not Drew Brees does not look like Drew Brees. His arm is just not there, and I, he's. I know he's forty, and he's he's old. How? I don't know if it's poss- possible or if if the Saints, for whatever reason, do poorly for the rest of the year, and they get close to say the number one overall pick. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Do do you at that point sit there and say like say they got like the the fifth overall pick? Do you think that they make that trade because you know whoever's first overall is getting Trevor Lawrence? Oh, that's a it's that's a no brainer. 
<laughs> no brainer at all on that one. I just like I I was looking at it today, and there's like I look at the teams that are doing very poorly, and a lot of them have good quarterbacks, and it's not like they don't have good teams around them. It's just that they're not, I guess, not performing it's, well enough. It's not clicking. <laughs> Would be I, the way I to don't put know. It. It's just it's a weird, weird situation right now in the NFL. Is there's like teams that you wouldn't expect to do well that are doing well, and teams that are doing poorly that are doing. Uh, they are the, doing the reverse. I got well. you. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, like, well, like just, let me ask you this here. Like, for example, I'm I'm looking through the standings. So we're three weeks into the season. Uh, we got the last game being televised as we uh, record this. Now it's a real good game, I might add. So, let's start uh, with the undefeateds, three and O Seahawks. Surprised or not surprised? Not surprised. Not surprised. Okay. Three and O Packers and three and O Bears. Uh, Packers, no bears. Yes. Now I will say with the Packers, these guys are averaging over 40 points a game, 40 yeah, but it's, points a game, right? It's green now, Bay. Green Bay's never had yeah. a good defense. So, but they've been all offense, but we had some up and downs last year with Aaron Rodgers. So even the commentators during the games have been bringing it up. Is he playing with a chip on his shoulder because of their draft pick sitting behind waiting for his chance? Oh, absolutely. Is Aaron Rodgers out there going, you know what? Nah, I'm just, I'm going to do it. Oh, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. He's play, he's come in with some type of fire. Yep. Um, he, he basically, it was a, it was a knock against him. Like, Hey man, you're getting old. You're, you're not, you don't have it no more. And that like, you, you tell a player that who's as good as Aaron Rodgers, And he's going to be like, Oh, oh yeah? yeah. Watch, wait, wait and see. <laughs> Wait and see. Yep. We'll be talking about my contract at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How about the uh, – you got the 3-0 and Steelers, and the Ravens are playing Kansas City right now. Both of them are 2-0. and Someone's got to lose that game. Yeah, Steelers – I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised at the Steelers. I didn't think that they were going to go 3-0. and The Ravens and the, the Chiefs, I'm not surprised at all. Right. And we'll, we'll save the last of the undefeated teams – uh, the Tennessee Titans, surprise, not surprise. I'm not surprised because of who they've played. Okay, if so they you think played better competition? I think I would be more surprised. All right, and the three and old Bills. I think it's the same thing as the Titans. I'm not surprised yeah. with who they played. So once we see some real competition, some real meat on the bone, then we'll determine. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised by yeah. that. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the biggest surprise for teams that aren't doing well, the 0-3 Texans, man. What's up with that? That's it. Uh, I have no or should answer Should we just for say that. DeAndre Hopkins and leave it at that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's, I don't know. That's just that uh, I don't understand what's going on with them. I mean <sighs> – I didn't expect them to be that bad without having DeAndre Hopkins because, like, this is just bad. <laughs> one wide receiver doesn't dictate the team. I honestly think Bill O'Brien is not a good coach, and I don't think mm. he'll. I think he's on the same boat as Dan Quinn that they won't last the the entire season. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, we have the zero and three Falcons and the zero and three Vikings, and I'm not even going to bring up the Giants because you and I at the beginning of the season were more or less content. We're like, they don't have a prayer. 
So I'll leave them out of the conversation. But 0-3 Falcons, 0-3 Vikings, surprised, not surprised. I'm surprised with the Vikings. The Falcons, I'm not surprised. I let's, let's put it this way. I am kind of surprised because the fact that I thought they would have beaten the Cowboys. But I'm more surprised at the way that they lost the games than the fact that they lost the games. Mm, gotcha. And Minnesota just Minnesota just not has not looked like Minnesota the last few games. So yeah, but, they don't. But seem we to be did we, at all. We did have some some magic show on uh on Thursday night, which uh, I was oh, at yeah. the game. I was at the game. It was not the outcome not you wanted. What I expected, <laughs> not what I expected. Uh, no. so Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic versus Minshew Magic. Fitzpatrick ended up winning and uh, in decidingly decidingly winning the game. Um, no doubt about. That. I read it. I read a stat. He's the first player since 1950 to beat one team while being on six different teams. It's yeah. crazy. That's just yeah. insane. So he's beaten the Jaguars six different times when he was on six different <laughs> teams. Uh, I mean, I guess is it safe to say he's got their number? I guess <laughs> I, he's got like a lot of teams' numbers. I'm sure the really Eagles are up there. He always seems to do well against the Eagles. Um, and then we had some signings, especially one today. So Earl Thomas looks like he's going to Houston, which it sounds like they really needed his help. Um, but there's still a lot of it's. It's funny because I was going through the list of free agents that are available, and there's some still some pretty big names out there that are still available for people if they they really want help. Um, like there's Michael Kendricks uh, as a linebacker, uh, Damon Harrison, uh, Prince of Mukamara. Like there's some like decent names out there if people need free agents, but I don't know. We'll see. I know that was big one. They, uh, Devontae Freeman did sign with the giants. That's right. He signed with the giants. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think they really did much, but you no, know, we'll see how the new signees work of this week. And with all the, the injuries that the that have happened, Tariq Cohen uh, tore his ACL uh, yesterday. So there's some man, this pretty just, big the, injuries. The, this, the no, ACL no, no. injury this year is, is in this short span of time. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I swear they must have done something different with the turf during the offseason because the, these guys are – their ACLs are getting shredded, man. It's well, ACL good. is like a non-contact injury, so it's it's, exactly. it's a plant and 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 a plant and move, and it's just I don't I think they just haven't conditioned their body to it, so right. I, I don't know. Um, and then I wanted to throw this in there because we haven't really touched on it since we drafted it, but if a little fantasy football update. Um, and I have to say this was not planned, uh, but currently, you and I are first place in our respective divisions after. You know, we're still this week's still going, but after after two full weeks, you're two and zero. I'm two and zero. I know my game this week. I'm probably going to end up being three and zero, barring any unforeseen huge stuff from Justin Tucker. But we have we have we have a lot of one and one teams, um, and it, it, I'm pleasantly surprised at how competitive this 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 season has been. Um, so there's not so really good. anybody running one. It, it, it's kind of been very close games. People are into it, which is which is always good. Uh, well, I noticed. I um, I've, I've noticed for some of them, there's been some close games, and there have been some absolute blowouts. 
That's um, true. Yeah. You know, and, and it, um, we have some people that wanted to throw in and said, I've never done this before. I'm not sure how, how it's going to turn out or whatnot. I mean, we're three games in, you've got some one in ones in there. Uh, it, um, we've got, let's see here. Uh, Chip. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're 30 points up going into tonight's game. So th that should be a lock. Uh, I've got one guy in play. My opponent has two guys in play. I'm up by 70 points, so I think I'm okay there. Um, we have another team here. They've got about a 30-point spread with a few guys in play, so we might see a change in that. And what might be another close game, one of our team's uh, players, their score's at 179, and their opponent who has someone in play tonight's at 144. So, you know, it's football. Things could uh, things could get crazy uh, quickly. Oh, and the one guy he has playing is Kelsey. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if you want to close the gap, that's the guy for tonight. Yep, absolutely. Although right now it seems to be defense and special teams, which I did not predict whatsoever. Um, yeah. They've already had a, a kickoff return for a touchdown, and uh, it there's been scoring, but not to the magnitude. I thought it was. I honestly. I was going to like, it's going to be 53 to 50 by the end of this game. Like I just thought there was going to be no defense played whatsoever with those two offenses going against each other. Right. Um, so but, let me, yeah. uh, let me ask you this. So there are mm -hmm. two undefeated teams in our league. You represent the East division and I represent the West division. And this coming week, week four, one of us has to lose. Are we playing each other? It's go time, baby. <laughs> Here it so comes. You're saying, so what you're saying is that I'm going to win this week. No, I got a feeling you'll be like the Eagles and you'll be in it. And then towards the end of the night, I'll, you'll probably drop an egg and I'll have some miraculous play that'll move me ahead. <laughs> Most likely. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, see. We'll, we'll, we'll report on it next week and see how it goes. Well, if, you don't, uh, if you're not talking to me during the show, I think everybody can gather at that point what exactly is going on. Yeah, it will definitely will definitely be able to, to see that. Um, yeah. So one thing that I didn't put in notes that I kind of want to ask you that I got into a, a conversation today about it. Sure. So way. we've gone over all the teams that are like 0-3 and, and teams that are 3-0. and uh, And I know I had mentioned about the, the first overall pick. So currently, that I, and I think we both can agree on this, the, the team that looks the absolute worst that looks like they may go 0-16 because of just how awful they are, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets have what, what, Sam. They have Sam Darnold as their starting quarterback. If yes. you have that number one overall pick and you are the Jets, because you already said that your franchise quarterback is Sam Darnold, do you draft Trevor Lawrence or do you trade? Like, how how do you handle that situation? Do you trade and and restart with uh, Trevor Lawrence, or do you try to trade that pick to somebody else that might want it? Yeah, well. I guess it depends on as the season pans out there. If I'm an executive, here's what I'm looking at. What's the cap going to look like? How much money do I have to work with? You know, who, who on the roster looks like they're not going to be able to go with us another season. Because if you land the number one, but you're convinced that there's, there's something going on. Uh, although I can't see what it is that Sam Darnold, it, it, if you get him the right pieces, he can do this. That number one pick comes with an awful lot of capital because there are teams, if the Jets get it, 
I promise you there are teams out there that will want it. Um, so if I'm the exec for the Jets, I'm looking at the roster now going, is he the guy? If he is, what's the problem? We need the pieces around him. You could trade away that number one for a basket full of picks plus a bunch of veteran players. Hands down. If, if while you're looking at it, Sam is not the guy. Trevor Lawrence in New York, baby. <laughs> That's the way it's going. Um, if I'm Sam Darnold, the way I'm playing now, you need to play with that chip on the shoulder, knowing that if if you if you go on 16, if you can't start getting wins on the board, sit back and and take take it in that you are out of a job next season. That you are playing for your job right now. And I would say the same to any of those teams as the season goes on that gets near that number one draft pick status. Whoever the quarterback is on that team, if the Falcons go 0-16, Matt Ryan, we thank you for what you did. You've had an illustrious career in Atlanta. It's time to turn the page. That's it. So, yeah, that's where I that's where I stand on that. Any Any team that is racing to the basement, no matter who the quarterback is, veteran, all-star, multi-million dollar quarterback, you need to look in the mirror and tell yourself, if I don't win more this season, I am out of a job. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, so it'll be interesting as we get down to it because it's going to be it's going to be Trevor Lawrence watch when it gets down to that. Oh, yeah. um, and we'll see how that goes later on in the season. Um, but, I mean, unless you had anything else for NFL, that's all I had. No, nah, man, I want to talk about NBA, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, we, we got uh, – it's going to be an amazing finals. My, Miami – say that. I say that. Miami is – is they're the ones with their chip on their shoulder, man. Uh, they, they were a five seed, and they just went through people. Uh, my question is for you. We got Miami versus Los Angeles Lakers. How do you see this series going? Um, as much as to my chagrin and, and as much as I'm going to hate it, I think the Lakers, I think the NBA wants the Lakers to win. So therefore the Lakers are going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets into my, my next point. Like, here we go. <laughs> You've said it before. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> like the way that the Denver Nuggets versus the Lakers series was handled was so poorly officiated. And it was so one-sided that there, there's even articles like on ESPN about it and, and how much players were frustrated on the Denver side. Like, so, so just to put it in context, there, there's, I always said there's a game within the game and there's a game that the referees play. And the referees should always be fair in how they're calling fouls. If they see that they're calling fouls a lot for one team, and not for another team, that basically to me tells them that they're favoring one team and they need to start calling fouls on the other. Because honestly, if you watch an NBA game, there are fouls every single time they're down the court. People are mm-hmm. bumping into people, they're hitting each other. Like, so there's a lot of ticky-tack fouls that you can call. So if you're calling, unless it's like a lot, a very physical, egregious game where they're, they're honestly fouling them every single time, if another team gets to the line 14 times more than another team, there's something wrong there. You're you're favoring one side versus the other. So during, uh, I guess it was it was after Game Four, um, because that's when the article was written. Written, they went the Lakers went to the line 35 times, and I believe that the 
uh, Denver only went like 23 times. That's a 12, 12 point difference essentially, because if they get to the free throw line that many times, like that's 12 points right there. And that can make or break a game. Um, and, and, at that point, those are that's are dictating themselves too much, too much into the game, and I just have a feeling that that's going to continue to happen in the next series, where they're going to get a lot of ticky tack fouls against LeBron, against um, like Jimmy Butler, against Bam for Anthony Davis and LeBron James to see them keep consistently going to the foul line. A nobody wants to see players take foul shots all day; they want to see basketball. So in my mind, just let them play. It's a physical game. Unless someone's getting mugged or it's an obvious foul, let them play. But I have a feeling that there's there's some type of internal decree. And it, it happens. I can tell you from experience, it happens. There's some internal decree where they're saying to the refs to call it one-sided. Yeah, there's Because um, they, they want to see the Lakers win, win the championship. They want to see LeBron win one more championship. Well, that last series – with uh, Denver and LA, I think just about every game, well, it started with the first game and you and I were like, okay, this is how it's going to be when Jokic had what five fouls in the first half. And they were all ticky tack fouls. Yeah. And, and you and I were like, here it comes. <laughs> it was, it was, it was it, like, it got to the point where like, they they had to stop calling fouls on Jokic because like nobody wants to see Jokic foul out because then it's like to the refs that's to them like oh we called this really tight against one player and like he would have fouled out in the third quarter and have been like it would have been worse than what it was and he almost was like testing them like foul me out like and he get he literally was I like muddying the guys and they were they were not yeah. call, they were they wanted to blow the whistle but they knew that he had five fouls and they couldn't call him. I think eventually they turned to him and like, listen, we're not going to call your sixth foul on you this early in the game. So stop fouling and stop making us look bad because like it was, it got, it, it got really bad to a certain point. And well, it I, kills I just, me. Well, like you said, it kills me because the rest are like, stop making us look bad. And like, you're the ones calling BS fouls to start with, you know? And I, I know I like, through that, that whole series, through that whole series, I watched most of the games and guy goes up for a shot coming up behind him, go to black the ball and lightly slap his hand. And you call him for a shooting foul. Now I remember basketball in the eighties and the nineties with like uh, the Celtics and the Pistons, the way they play basketball. Now those guys would have all fouled out their starting roster in the first quarter. Oh, absolutely. You know, let them play. It's it's been a very, um, a, a complaining ticky tack foul kind of league, yeah. and everyone like so. The article that I'm referencing goes on to call out the Lakers because there's there's chatter that they uh, that they complain to the referee or to the NBA before the series and and brought up all these points like, hey, our guys are getting fouled like this. They're not calling it, and. In the previous series, it wasn't called this way. But as soon as game one happened, there was some type of switch that flipped that the Lakers were getting fouls after fouls after fouls called for them. And yeah. and the, the, the Lakers are coming back, oh, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. And, like, it's obvious. You can see it that they're, they're, they're going down there and they're 
calling the, they're like you said they're jumping up and they're tapping them on the arm and like you can tell it does not alter their shot whatsoever and they're getting fouls or like like are they fouls yeah they are but they're ticky tack fouls they're like fouls that don't really like aren't don't really affect the play that really shouldn't be called you let them play try calling, that on, try calling those fouls on the court when you're out with your boys <laughs> you know they'd be like oh, come absolutely. on man who are you like, kidding they would get laughed. You get you get laughed and t- sent off the court at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I'll give you a foul. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it was it was just frustrating like, to watch the series. But that that's honestly my opinion. I think it's going to be more of that, if not on a larger scale. Um, and I just think LA is going to win it, and it's going to make me disgusted with the NBA. So, so we can agree. We want Miami. That's who we want. <laughs> There's um, no disagreement I, on this. I mean, you would rather take Miami over the Lakers, I would assume. Yes, I would. I would. I would. I would rather take Miami over the Lakers. But if I had my way, none, neither of them would win it. Too bad it can't end in a tie, huh? <laughs> uh, well, it can. It can. It can get canceled. I'd be okay if it got canceled. And there's right. no no finals champion. Yeah, there you go. They'll be like, hey, man, the Sixers didn't make it. Well, they didn't lose it either, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have uh, we also have two uh, coaching changes. Um, yes. Billy Donovan was introduced as the, uh, as the Bulls' new coach, which I think is a good fit for him. Um, I think he went somewhere where he can definitely help them out. And then uh, Doc Rivers has been fired as the Clippers' coach, which – I don't know if no that's surprise. A, a surprise it's or not. not. I think we kind of speculated on it. Um, the the writing was on the wall, dude. The way they got bounced out, it, it was like, hey, man, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. So you know. it, it, it's definitely interesting. I, I'm, I'm curious to see that if now the Clippers will go with Ty Lue as their coach. Mm-hmm. who is the Doc Rivers assistant. Like, that's my speculation is that Tyron Lue is going to be the Lakers coach. Um, just because that the players respect him and that would give them some continuity that they didn't have before. Well, if, um, if, if they had a losing record this season and didn't make the playoffs, I would go shopping for a head coach. The fact that they were a top seeded team in the playoffs and, and you blew it i i don't see a need to go outside the organization because they clearly have the it there was just some poor play calling at that point yeah um and as much as i like i'm i i kind of figured doc rivers can be out as the coach and i have a really strong suspicion that the sixers are going to hire doc rivers um how don't do know why. <laughs> I just it's in my gut. Like I think it's a good hire. I think I yeah. think he can. Good if fit. anybody can can re- demand the respect of our team and our players and be able to come up with a game plan that fits the players that we have, it's Doc Rivers. Uh, he's been able to handle stars before uh, in both of his stops, and he's uh, he's a championship winning coach. And you know, he, even though he's been to the Western conference finals and, and never, never gotten to the finals recently, he still made the team completely competitive. And a lot of that with the Clippers is on the players, not the coaches. 
Um, they're not the one the, – the coaches aren't the ones shooting the ball. They're not the one trying to run the offense. That's all on the the players. So a lot, I, a lot of the losses loss that the the Clippers had in the in the against the Denver was was the players, not the coach. Well, I mean, you can only you know as much as and you and I have kind of fallen into this trap from time to time, but but at the end of the day, when you take a step back and look at it, there, you've said it on the show before. There's only so much you can blame the coach for. That these are the guys putting it in action on the court. They're there. They 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 know the pace that the coach is just watching from the side. You know, so it, you know if your if your team only won twenty five percent of its games in the season, that might have something to do with the coach. <laughs> or yeah. worse, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, going into a playoff series, a lot of times you can come up with a game plan and you can tell everyone who you're covering and you can have amazing game plan, but then if the players don't execute that game plan, then it's not really on you. And I think that's more of what it was. I think that it was, it was more of the players than it was the, the, the head coach. Cause really in, in, in LA, this is the first year that Doc Rivers has had stars on it, like perennial all-stars on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's always had decent teams and, and they've played better than what they were supposed to, but he's never had a team in LA that was supposed to be like, oh, these are going to be NBA champion, NBA finals contenders, like there was this year. So let me. And I think it was more. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, going back to Billy Donovan, good fit for the Bulls. I think that that is that is going to help turn the Bulls around, and it's going to make them winners. So I'm happy for that. Here's where I'm sad. The Knicks will have to play against them. <laughs> it's not a good feeling. If, if Billy Donovan does his thing there, I, I'm just hanging my head down going, man, that's more losses than I thought. Well, let's just put it this way. The Knicks weren't going to do anything for the next five years anyway, so you don't have to worry about it. By the time by the time the Knicks are relevant, he won't be their coach anymore. Thanks. <laughs> Come on! Did you actually Appreciate think it. that the Knicks were going to be competitive next year? Might get two or three more wins, you know, from the previous season. You know, it's baby steps. We're re- we're rebuilding <laughs> again. So instead of being last place, they'll be second to last place. I gotcha. Yeah, you know, you know, just you know, if it's a race to the bottom, just don't be at the bottom. <laughs> Let someone That's else suck true. worse than you. You know, be like, man, you suck. Be like, hey, there were three teams below me. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll take it. I guess that's one way to look at it. Are you yeah, sure you gotta find like a positive spin. with my mentality? <laughs> you would, your mentality is, I don't care how far from the bottom we were. We suck. That's you. You just yes. out with it. <laughs> so, so my mentality is if you're not first, if you're second, you're the first loser. Oh, there you go. Or are you gonna are you gonna quote Ricky Bobby if you're not first you're last? <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yes. There you go. All right, man. Well, uh, you got anything else for basketball? Nope, that's it. That's all, all right. I had. I'll give it a brief break here. Moving right along. You ready for baseball? Oh yeah. All right. Three, two, one. All right, man. Uh, here we go. I'm going to move on to the what has been an amazing, flew by, shortened, crazy, record breaking, head scratching. Did you see that? 
baseball season. I think that that's the I's and crosses the T's. Uh, it was a hell of a season. Uh, there were some amazing things done in 60 games, and there was also some amazing disappointments in 60 games. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes, very big disappointments. I was quite uh, – that's the word. I was quite – Pissed off. Surprised. Not <laughs> No, no, I wasn't angry. I was surprised, surprised. at how okay. close the last day was. I don't know if I've ever had a, a baseball season where there's been that many teams that are one or that were one win away or they needed one win and one loss away from getting in for that final A spot. I don't remember there being that that com- competition between teams um, where you had a win that last game to get in. Uh, I know and, uh, the American League was in pretty much good shape, but I know the National League, man, they were they were fighting right to the end. There was like four or five different teams, and of course, uh, they the one team that needed every single team to lose and then the win got in, which was the Brewers. They literally needed the Giants to lose, they needed the Cardinals to lose, and they needed the Phillies to lose, and all three of them lost, and then they got in. I, I, I've got a, a soft spot. Milwaukee's like a second favorite team for me. And when I looked at the standings going back to the middle last week, I'm like, it doesn't look good. And I, and I really thought the Phillies were going to pull it out until I looked at the schedule and went, great, you got a three-game set to finish the season against Tampa. And uh, even you told me, like, yeah, I'm not holding out hope for this. Yeah, no, they. I think they would have done a lot better if they hadn't dropped uh, four or five, or three or four to the Nationals who were yeah. awful this year. Uh, the last week of the season was just a huge collapse of our team. And it was, you know, we, we outplayed what our roster was um, through most of the season. And then the final week we played to what our roster was. And mm-hmm. I think that dictated dictated how the rest of the uh, – dicta- dictated in the games and how they were played because – we couldn't score runs. Our pitching staff broke down. Um, we have to. There, there has to be a big overhaul for us at least this year with our pitching staff. Um, and they can't just go in with random bullpen arms and hope that they're going to do hope anything. The best. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me. Uh, there, uh, because of COVID, of course, they're doing things a little bit differently. So uh, all, all your wild card series, you will have uh, the home team and the away teams. And then starting with the um, the league divisional series, we're regionalizing the games. So they kind of did something like you would expect to see in March Madness. So there will be a reason for this question. So, I mean, there were no fans in the stands to start with. But obviously, your home field, you're comfortable with it. You know, you know which way the wind blows. You know, you know based on the the walls are on the field and whatnot. If you want to pull the ball or push it away or whatnot. So, if that's your home stadium, you know, you stadiums they're they're different with uh, the foul lines and and how far out to center field for a home run and whatnot. So, do you think once they start kind of regionalizing these? playoff games do you think that kind of evens the field a bit because none of these teams will be playing a home game per se 
there, there's no team on the list that will have a home field advantage where they're playing at their own field. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, I think that the uh, team like playing at home is definitely an advantage even without fans because you're right. Like you know the dimensions of your stadium, you know where to hit the ball, um, you know what areas of the field you can hit the ball to to get extra bases. Um, I think in the outfield, you have a better feel as to where the fence is, where you need to run. Like you, you definitely have a better feel for the stadium. So I think that you're going to see – I think in the wild card, you're going to see the true teams that are better win out. I think that in the in the divisional rounds, you're going to see the teams that – are better acclimated to the field that they're playing at. Um, mm. And you're going to see those teams that are truly. True, I guess, the, the, the team that the, I guess at that point, the team that can adapt the best is going to win. Yes. Okay. Correct. So now, now we've got our, um, our 16 teams, eight on each side. Um, let's, let's review surprise or not surprise. Uh, starting with the American League, you've got the number one Tampa Bay Rays and the number eight, they don't have a home, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, I would assume we could both say the Blue Jays were the surprise. Yes. Yes, yes. I did not expect them to be in it. No, because I know the jokes were starting at the beginning of the season. Oh, they don't even have a home to call home. We can't play in Canada. We're not expecting too much from them. And oof. <laughs> They, they had a heck of a season, and uh, I know I've been banging the drum all season long, man. I said Tampa was going to have a good season. They had a great season, uh, for even yes, for a short in 60 games. I think that – so if we let's go down through the list of the series, and we can see who we think is going to win. Okay, so we've got um, so, number one um, Tampa at Toronto. I think Tampa's going to take it. Yep, I agree with you on that. Okay. Number four, Cleveland at number five, New York. I'm not even going to answer that one. <laughs> the I'm Yankees go... had plenty of injuries. They're healthy. They're in. <laughs> they've been playing well the last month of the season, so I, I think you, you got it there that they've hit their hot streak over the last yep. X amount of games. So, yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that, the Yankees. Okay. Uh, number three, Minnesota at uh, number six, Houston. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Twins. Twinnies? You, you think Houston just yep. they don't they don't have it anymore? They're out of gas. Yeah, I think they, they just they, came out of gas. I think in one point two, it didn't even look like they were gonna make it. So I'm a little surprised. All right, um, number two, Oakland A's, and the number seven, Chicago White Sox. Oakland. That's yeah. my team. That's the team I'm rooting for, for to win it all. So I know uh, earlier in the season too, we, we kept saying there's something about Oakland to just get them to the playoffs and uh, watch the magic happen from there. All right. Yep, absolutely. Let's uh, head over to the national league uh, to nobody's surprise. The number one seed, Los Angeles Dodgers. 
and the number Let's move on Dodgers seeded Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, Let's move on. Personal, Dodgers personal, or uh, unbiased? <laughs> unbiased. I, I just think the Dodgers are just so much better than every other team in the NL. Like I, I, I think that the only team that can, I think it's going to be Padres and, um, so it's going to be Padres and the uh, Dodgers in the second round because they don't okay. reseed. Gotcha. So and you're gonna that, you're gonna have number four San Diego over number five St. Louis. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, and I the, think I think that series is gonna dictate who wins the NL. Okay. I I like that. I like that thinking. Uh the number three seeded Chicago Cubs and the number six, I can't believe I'm saying this, <laughs> Miami Marlins. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say Marlins. And at the beginning of the season, they were just a punchline and a joke because you and I were saying, heck with Miami, they screwed baseball for everybody else this season. Then once they started playing their games, they're like, well, look where they, ha- look where they are now and look at all the double headers that they have at the end of the season. Wouldn't it be funny if they made the playoffs? Well, if they listened to us, I guess they got the chips on their shoulder because they made the playoffs. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. I- it's it's insane to think that they that, that I just am speechless by that the fact that they made the playoffs but they did yeah. so all right and uh, wrapping up the National League we got the number two Atlanta Braves against the seven seeded Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I will take the Braves on that one. I like the Braves on that one, but when I watched. Uh, I watched quite a bit of their games this season and coming down the stretch, they're shaky. Like I feel that if Cincinnati gets up on them, like the Braves are going to collapse. So you also have to understand it's only a three game set. Um, So you only have to win two games. And I think the Braves can win two games against the Reds. Well, I'm, I'm not saying get up on them in the series. I mean, in the game, like if Cincinnati gets up on them and they're up on them by like the fifth inning, I've got reservations about Atlanta pulling that off. I'm I'm a little worried about that, but I, I'm going to go with you and take Atlanta on that one. Yeah. So there we go. So that speaking means- speaking of Atlanta, we actually um we had our the longest home run hit of the season last week. The, uh, last week, the so they week. did it at the end of the season. Yep, 495 feet, which is ridiculous. Good lord, man, that's a rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who had it? Was, or do uh, I need to ask? It was Braves. It was Ronald Acuna Jr. who uh, smashed a 490-foot home run. And that's just insane. That's such a – like, we'll put it in context. Most baseball stadiums, um, their outfield, the farthest in their outfield is about 400 feet. Yeah. So this was crushed 495 feet, which would probably clear most ballparks out of the yeah. stadium. Well, I'll tell you, if it was in San Francisco, that ball was going for a swim. Oh, it no, was going more it. than a swim. That was probably going out to like heading like out to the Golden Gate. The, like, <laughs> yeah, beyond where people were staying, that thing's going all the way out to like the ocean at that point. Yeah, man. Wow, man. He must. I'll have to go back and look at the replay like that, of that one, man. It must. He must have hit that like a missile. Jeez, that's yep. nuts. Well, we um. Well, between the show tonight. And when we get together for our next show, we will already have played through 
the wild card series and we'll be getting ready to move on to the divisional series. So I'm sure next week we are going to have plenty to chat about. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and ice baseball for another week and uh, <laughs> see what news comes out of it next week. And now we're on to the Stanley Cup NHL. What you got for us? Yeah, I mean, we only have uh, we have the, the finals. We're, we're, we're uh, winding down the finals. They're actually playing right now uh, game six, um, which uh, Tampa Bay was up on Dallas 3-2. So we are going to hopefully we'll either know by next week who wins it or I don't know. I, don't, I didn't look at the score yet for tonight's game, but Okay, um, I, I'm going to tell you, okay. uh, Tampa Bay leads 3-2. to two. It is the second period of game six, and I have a huge grin on my face. Chip, who is winning the game? Uh, probably Tampa Bay, if, you, if you're grinning. nothing. Yeah, I think, I think Tampa Bay got some of their players back healthy, and that was the worst news that Dallas could have had because – the way Tampa Bay was playing um, without their star players, I think was not to the caliber that they could have beaten the stars. And when they got their guys back, it basically was the beginning of the end for Put Dallas. The nail in the so coffin, it's, huh? <laughs> so it's not surprising that, that Tampa Bay is going to win. And, um, you know, they were, they were the better team, uh, th- these playoffs. Um, so are we are we surprised uh, that Tampa Bay uh, could be the Stanley Cup champion because there were uh, the fact and, and the fact that Dallas representing the Western Conferences. I mean, these teams had to beat down some really good teams to make it to the finals. Yeah, I I did not think Tampa Bay was going to beat. Um, I again I, when the playoffs started, I thought it was going to be Flyers and, and the the Knights in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, um, and you know I think the Flyers if they had played Tampa Bay would have beat them. Um, I just think that the Islanders in that series just played better than the Flyers, and the Flyers basically ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think the Islanders the same way that the Flyers ran out of gas. I think the Islanders ran out of gas against Tampa Bay. Um, and then Tampa Bay got healthy, and that was in the Dallas. Dallas I think Dallas at this at this wrong point place just at the wrong outmatched. time. <laughs> yeah, they just looked outmatched. I think they played the the series of their lives against the the Golden Knights, and and they just were not ever able to recapture that magic. Um, but I will say there was some controversy, as there always is. No. Um, <laughs> and in Game Four, that that Tampa Bay ended up winning. Um, there was some controversy. There was a tripping call that if you watch the replay, he didn't really trip him. Um, and the ref called a power play ended up costing, uh, Dallas as Tampa Bay won on the power play and scored in overtime to win, win the game for him. Um, it's unfortunate, but. It's it's a case of where the refs made a bad call. Like I, I think sometimes, like as much as we hate replay, like in that instance, in that type of a game, it's the Stanley Cup Finals. Like you don't want to see 
uh, bad penalty cost anybody the game. Correct. Uh, I think that's something where there needs to be like a light that goes off or somebody says like, hey, you really want to review this before you call the penalty kind of thing. Or they have like a mic and someone's relaying it in their ear like, hey, that really wasn't a penalty. Like, are you um, sure? Are you sure? Because, <laughs> because a lot of times that stuff can 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 cost uh, cost people the games. And like with the way we have technology and the way we have so many video angles, like you can you can take a judgment call out of it and seeing things live in fast paced time, like you you're bound to make a mistake. And that's not what we want. We don't want players. We don't want referees making mistakes. We want, you know, referees making the right calls. And uh, you don't want any controversy with with the win. And I, I, I do I think that this changed the entire series? No, but it definitely doesn't. It, get, it like, starts look the good. what if conversation. Yeah, because it say say it tarnishes Dallas it. Ends up, Dallas ends up winning that game. It's now two two going into game five rather than being three one going into game five. And Dallas won game five. So then it would be three two going into get in game six. Like you could play the what if game and, and you could say that that game was pivotal. Um, but it definitely altered it's easier to be two two than it is three one. Yes. Well, I mean you still gotta fight I mean, with three games to go, it's just like hitting the reset button. It's like saying zero zero. Yes. You know, when you're down 3 1 uh, in a best of seven series, uh, that totally changes the mindset, the coaching, everything. So I, I can see that being quite controversial. Yep. Yeah, so we will, when it's official uh, next week and we get to the finals, and, you know, we, we basically probably won't have much other hockey news, let's be honest, but we will be able to definitively say who's the champion and we'll be able to toast to our our first first uh, championship team of our podcast i'm with it i'm with it i like it maybe uh so should uh i guess we can toast to that in the show next week so remind me this week to get you like a little mini stanley cup and you can have a drink out of it (laughs) uh no I will not be drinking out of any cups until one of my teams has actually won it or a team that I want to win it has won it. Man, you're going to be dry, pal. I know. <laughs> for, a very, for a very, very long time, I know. Yeah. Well, we're in that. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on to like what we like to call random topics in quotes and actually call it college sports. Take it away, Chip. Yeah, so uh, the SEC is coming back. Yeah, um, baby. And so like so the it was basically like the Big Ten, uh and I'm gonna lump these two in there. So the Big Ten decided that they were gonna come back and now the Pac twelve says that they're coming back. Uh and they're gonna play seven games. Like p- teams are like, Oh well the Big Ten's coming back, so we're all coming back. And there's more teams that are actually like, All right, we're gonna since the since the Big Ten caved and they're coming back, now we're gonna come back. I think the Mac is another team that says they're gonna come back. Um so the Pac twelve is gonna um start their season around uh, October 24th, uh, which is when the Big Ten announced they will start their football season. Um, so now you have all the Power Five conferences back, I believe. Um, I think that yep. those are the only two that we're missing. You know what uh, it was, too? And it really was a domino effect 
like once one of the other power conferences said, hey, you know what, we're going to go ahead and do this. And everybody's like, well, you know, on second thought, you know, we don't want to be the odd guy out at that point. Yeah. And we did have some surprisingly big upsets this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. They were ranked number three. Uh, You had LSU losing. Um, I haven't gotten down to that score yet, but I do know LSU lost, um, which is pretty big because I think they were sixth and they came out flat in that game from what I remember seeing. Uh, Yeah, they lost to Mississippi State uh, 44-34, to which is insane because LSU is defending national championships, uh, national champions, and um, yeah, that doesn't look good for them. Um, Usually teams that have, especially within a shortened season, like you're going to see a lot of undefeated teams in the college playoffs. So that could pretty much just cost them the college playoff at that point. Yeah. Yeah. the uh, if you look at the rankings um, and the trends and whatnot, <laughs> you've got teams that haven't played yet that are already ranked higher than the teams that have played a couple of games. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to to see the way these rankings played out. I told you what my feeling was on it um, when they started. They didn't have an agreeable start date, and team uh, conferences are starting at different start times. Uh, but we both agreed that the standings week in and week out, that this is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> oh, yeah. To, to put it mildly, it's, it's going to be a train wreck. It's going to be really hard to figure out where teams are and like where they, I should say where they are, where they truly are. Because yeah. you're going to have some teams like, like the Big Ten's not starting until the end of October when the rest of this, rest of the teams are going to have like, seven or eight games under their belt by the time that gets to it or like four or five games by the time they get to it. So here's a point in case. Here's a point in case for you. So that the AP top 25, right? Clemson number one at two and O Alabama number two at one and O Florida Gators at number three, one and O Georgia one and O Notre Dame two and O and number six, Ohio state who hasn't played a game yet. Yep, but they're O and O. But they're O and O. Yeah. Uh, and then you go down to number 10, Penn State. Hasn't played a game yet. 10th ranked Penn State. <laughs> I think that's that's that they should be ranked higher for not having not, oh God, not really? having any losses. <laughs> they're undefeated. What can I say? They should be higher. They're undefeated. They haven't won anything yet, but they haven't lost anything either. So, okay. I'll I tell you what. If it makes you feel better, I'll move them up from number 10. To number nine, and I'll put them ahead of the two and zero Texas Longhorns. How's that? That sounds good. Okay, we agree. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, it. This whole entire if 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 there's one word that I can describe all of the all of the sports right now, it's going to be wacky because chaos? they're all uh, <laughs> chaos is a good one. But like wacky, like the the sports in themselves are just crazy. Um, the way that they're being played, the way that people are jumping up and down the standings. Like you had a 60 game baseball season that like, honestly, it felt like we just started and it doesn't feel like there was an actual season, um, because of how quick it went and you had a basketball season that was cut short and then restarted and the restart looked better than any basketball that we've seen in years. 
And then you had the NFL that looks like we never stopped. It just kept going because it hasn't changed. But you just the only thing that's there is that you're seeing more and more injuries and non-COVID related injuries, but you're seeing players going out regularly. And there's being like like the Eagles are on their third string offensive linemen playing these games. It's just crazy to see like teams going that deep into the well to get players. Or as we like to say in Philadelphia, it's just another season. <laughs> Cause last year you guys were banged Thanks. up hardcore, Thanks. bro. <laughs> yeah, no, our um, skill position was banged up. Like we we were on our third string running back and our third string wide receiver. That's different than having a third string offensive lineman in there. Uh, true. True. So I wanted to ask you that I forgot to ask you this during football, just to kind of jump off topic for a minute. So have you noticed the amount of penalties this season specifically for false starts or neutral zone infractions? I have not noticed it, but I'm going to say it's pretty significant. It's huge uh, because without that crowd noise, you can hear the hard count, the soft count, and man, oh, man. Uh, I saw some games even this week. These these defensive linemen weren't just jumping off sides. They were jumping off sides. <laughs> Which again, yeah. it makes no sense because there's no crowd noise. So you can hear. Exactly. And you know what I think it is, is because the crowd noise isn't there. They're actually trying to kind of get the read and figure out the count. And that's confusing them. I would rather have the crowd noise. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's like the opposite of what you thought would have been there. Yeah. Yeah, I just figured I would throw that out there because I, I, I noticed that this week and, and last week as well in, in reading some articles and whatnot. But without the crowd noise there, you know, these teams are better able to hear the snap counts. And because they can, and like you said, it's weird, there's actually more penalties. Like they're trying to anticipate it more. Uh, not a good idea. <laughs> no, it that's just odd. That's weird. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, man. Well, um. We we talked about the the SEC returning and, and the Pac-12 returning, and let's not just forget this. Um, for a lot of these conferences, it's just not football we're talking about, is it, Chip? No, no, we do have we will have college basketball. Um, they will be starting back up in November. Um, it's kind of curious to see how they're going to handle it because it'll be the it'll be a non-bubble type atmosphere. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, like, they haven't come out with schedules and they haven't come out with kind of a plan of how they're going to handle it, but I have a feeling that they're going to handle it sort of like they were handling, um, the NCAA football season where it's going to be a shortened schedule. You're going to have conference only games. You're not really going to have many out of conference games. Um, you're going to be very restricted in, how you're going to travel with the teams and all that kind of stuff. Keep it regionalized type thing. Yeah. Yeah. If they do play at a conference, it'll be regionalized. So. Well, I mean, uh, with the way a lot of the other sports is going for you, you got to be looking forward to some college basketball. Absolutely. I cannot wait for that to start up and for us to have an NCAA tournament. uh, I, I look forward to having March Madness because you and I started doing the show right after everything started getting canceled. And we made it clear, like we were robbed 
of that. That is like for all the sports that we follow. I I know for me, I can't speak for you, but that's probably the one we get the most psyched about. It is the March Madness tournament. So I, I just want to point this out. This is how bad of a game that tie was against the Bengals and the Eagles. So they at, at halftime for Monday Night Football, they always show highlights of all the games. And they go through each game, and Chris Berman does his usual rhetoric yeah, that he tips. does. <laughs> um, so when they went and got to the Bengals versus the Eagles, it was the last game they showed, and all they showed was Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz running for the touchdown and scoring. And then they went, this game ended in a tie. And then they ended the segment. So that so gives you just, an idea of how awful that game was to watch. So what you're saying is, is Chris Berman should have just gone, Bengals, Eagles ended in a tie. Back after the yeah. break. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Moving on. <laughs> wait, 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 literally, that was the only highlight of the play was, was the last play of the fourth quarter when Wentz went in and scored the touchdown. All right. That's depressing. Yeah, well, let, let's just say there are a few topics here going through the show. We've kind of circled back to earlier points in the show, but there's just some things we're salty over this week. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Well, speaking of salty, y'all know what time of the time of the show it is. It, it is that salty moment. It's time for Chips Chumps. Bad plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chips Chumps. All right, guys. So I'm going to get right into it because, let's be honest, uh, I could have put every single Philadelphia team for every single spot, but I didn't do that. But I'm going to say it anyways. So number five. Number five goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, who laid an egg this weekend playing the inept Cincinnati Bengals and tied them. Again, as much as I stated earlier, I hate ties with an absolute passion. It is probably the worst thing that ever happened to football ever. And that's saying a lot, but ever. I'd rather have a million pass interference calls not called than have a tie. But the Cincinnati Bengals and the Eagles tied. And the way they tied like, was absolutely awful. So it is in overtime. There's 18 seconds left. You have the chance to kick a 59-yard field goal. And all you have to do is not create a penalty. Just let the play happen. They're going to chatter, jump, and get you to a false start. And what do you do? You false start. You get a penalty, five-yard penalty. Now you're out of field goal range. All right, what do we do now? Well, conventional wisdom says play for the win, not the tie, and go for it on fourth and 12 and hope that you get it, that you can then get down there, spike the ball, and kick a field goal. What do the Eagles do? No. They punt the ball. What? Why in God's name are you punting the ball in overtime with 18 seconds left? When you know that the when the clock ends, it's a tie. It was the, it was the dumbest, dumbest decision that I've ever seen. Made no sense. It basically said, we have no faith in you whatsoever to win this game. We don't want to lose it, so we're just gonna we're just gonna concede at this point. Like absolutely awful. Moron. 
number four. So, so number four goes to uh, one of Don's familiar faces. Um, so I'm all for arguing with umpires and referees, and but there's a certain point that you just need to stop. So you are in a stadium where there is no sound, there are no fans. Basically, there are so many microphones and cameras around that they can hear every word that you're saying. So why in the world would you go out there, start arguing with the ref, and just start – like I, I, I did not watch the broadcast, and all I can say is they probably had the, the bleep button going on overtime with what uh, Aaron Boone was saying to that umpire. But he was explicitly filled rant over the balls and strikes where he, he eventually got ejected, but you just can't do that. Like, kick dirt on him. Be like a normal manager. Don't sit there and start yelling and cursing at him. Like, that's not, that's not, like, that's not right. Not right at all. Moron. Number three. So number three goes to... um kind of a funny situation uh it is and it isn't it just depends on how you kind of look at it so there was an incident at a watch party for game three of the stanley cup finals where this group of people were watching it in their apartment and the one player or one fan yelled shoot in retaliation to the game telling the the fans to or telling the players to shoot the ball well Neighbors didn't think that they were watching the game, and all they heard was shoot. So, needless to say, they ended up calling the cops, thinking that there was some type of domestic dispute happening, um, only to find out that they were screaming at the TV because they were passionate fans. Wow. Um, First of all, what in your mind would possess you to believe that someone was saying shoot in relation to somebody with a gun to shoot? Like, first of all, I don't think anybody would scream that loud enough for neighbors to hear it. So it gives it away that you have a gun. That's my first thought in that. Second of all, unless you're completely oblivious to the entire world, you know that there's a hockey game going on and you probably could have heard them cheering other things throughout the game. It just makes no sense why you would do that. It, it moron. Number two. So I went on a, a rant last week about touching the referees and the consequences that you have. And obviously, Cam Robinson did not listen to me. Um, again, this is a player touching a referee and not expecting to get thrown out of the game. Um, not only did you not show up for the game, you decided to leave the game early because, I mean, I guess it really didn't matter because it didn't show up for it, so it wouldn't have made a difference if you were there or not. But anyways, you just can't touch a referee. No matter what, where you are on the field, what you're doing, you can't touch a referee, whether you're in a scrum and you're trying to get up. Like, the, per- the zebra, stay away from the zebra. Moron. Number one, number one probably goes to the biggest moron that I've ever I've ever seen on chips jumps by far. 
this is this is the biggest like oopsie that you can have in any sport, in any not even sport in life. So Tyrod Taylor's was out last week for their game. He was ruled out right before the game. Not many people knew why. They just thought it was a lingering in- injury. But supposedly the doctor was went the doctor the team doctor for the Chargers decided that they were going to give him a cortisone shot, which is designed to decrease pain and allow him to play through pain. How can I put this? The the doctor missed the vein and punctured his lung. What? You're you're a team doctor for a sports team. You are paid highly to be a team doctor. You don't make that stupid of a mistake. Like, you know where the lungs are. You know where you're injecting it for your cracked ribs. Like, you don't push it in too far. You could have killed the guy. Puncture his lungs. He can't breathe. Like, there's there's so much that's wrong with that situation. And being part of the, the medical world, like, I, I, it's just dumb. Like, that's like day one medical school type stuff. And yeah, just stupid moron. Well, that's it for Chips Chumps today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will be posting it once the show gets posted. I will post out the Chips Chumps for this week. And you guys can tell me whether you agree with it, disagree with it, um, bash any of the people that I put on the list. You know, give me your opinions. I've got to say with... Uh, this is episode 23. So aside from one week, I believe we have 22 lists for chips chumps. Now to be classified so far this year as the biggest moron on the list. I mean, think about the list. We had the Miami Marlins in all five spots on one show. This one takes the cake. man. <laughs> Because like, I mean, most this, of them, most of them are people being like doing bad things or uh, a bad play that might affect the game. Like this one is just this is your profession. This is what you're supposed to do, and you made a mistake that could have killed somebody. Like this wasn't like oh I purposely punctured his lung or um, I was out in the field and I made a play that affected the game. Like this was like oops I screwed up at my job. Sorry, my bad. And because I screwed up at my job, you lost yours. Yep. And now you're not playing. And basically, they've Justin Herbert has taken over your job. So basically, cost Tyrod Taylor his chance of playing in the NFL. Just awful. Yeah, that um, he definitely deserves. I I don't think as we you know we've got a couple months left to the year. <laughs> I don't know if anybody is going to top that that form of moron <laughs> that Mor- we got yeah here. you know moronic I, behavior i don't know yeah that, that's a tough act to follow i mean i don't encourage anybody to follow it or try to beat that by any means but that's a tough act to follow yes oh. yes it is yeah. all right man let's uh let's go ahead and uh, put the cherry on top and hit the buzzer it's the final buzzer the last moments of the show okay here we go five Four, three, two, one. All right, everybody, you heard it. We are at the final buzzer. 
Uh, Chip, I got to say, man, uh, the show went, it doesn't feel like we've been doing this show for over an hour. This this just flowed along tonight. It's, it's smooth. A lot to discuss. Yeah, it, it, went, it went very it, smoothly is definitely the, the best word to put it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It went, it went very well, but it yes. yes, some good news, some bad news, but everything kind of fit together. So, uh, speaking of news, our movie of the week, and I see you have one of my all-time favorites on the list. Yes, yes, I figured because it was um, starting of, of playoff season for baseball, uh, I decided to pick the the second movie of this of this series. So, Major League Two. Um, and the quote of the week of the week from that movie was is there's again there's if you go back and listen to when I did major league there are many many quotes in these movies that are hilarious but this one yes this one just takes the the cake especially with the whole Philadelphia Eagles um, and honestly I actually picked this movie for the whole Philadelphia Eagles situation happened but um, I feel like this is something that would have been said after he uh, Doug Peterson decided to punt the ball but obviously uh, it goes obviously Taylor's thinking. I don't know what the hell he's thinking yeah. uh, in, ter- in relation to the fact that um, he makes a, a judgment call during a game um, that was not necessarily well-received. Um, I'm trying not to give away too much of it. Definitely go and watch it, and you'll understand what I was talking about. Watch it, watch it, watch it. I am a big fan of Major League 1 and 2, and then after that, I know there's other movies out there, but uh, <laughs> it – uh. It trails off pretty hard after the second one, but but two good ones. So definitely, uh, especially with the storyline for Major League Two, it's very fitting uh, to kick off our our baseball playoffs. Absolutely, so definitely, definitely a good choice. So Chip, uh, uh, we got another show in the books. Um, I know I've said it on the show in previous weeks. You know we're working at it. You and I have uh, both had an awful lot going outside of the sports world. So we thank everybody for listening and bearing with us while we've been a little bit behind schedule on our Twitter feeds and our show feeds and whatnot. Uh, But we are still here delivering content, and we hope you're all out there waiting to receive it. Chip, you got anything else to add for the fans? Uh, I just want to say thank you for bearing with us um, and listening to our show, and I hope you enjoy the shows that we have coming up. Sweet, man. All right. Uh, With that being said, I'm Don. He's Chip. We're done. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll talk to you next time. We're out. You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.